All right, all right, everyone, take your seats. This time we're talking about getting unstuck. So take your seats, please. Thanks. This is the Change Academy podcast, a show where we share with you what it takes to create a healthy mindset, build sustainable and helpful habits, and ultimately create the ideal version of your future self. My name is Brock Armstrong. And I'm Monica Reinagle. Have you ever wondered why you seem to get stuck at a particular weight or a particular level of fitness or maybe a particular amount of money in the bank? Well, if you're like a lot of the people we work with, I bet you've spent a fair amount of mental energy and lots of other resources too trying to make a change. Hmm. You have a clear goal and hopefully you've even dug into the compelling why behind that goal and translated it into a larger objective that reflects your values. I bet you have a vision, a strategy, and a plan, and yet, time and time again, you find yourself seemingly stuck, unable to move out of your current reality and into that vision of your future. Hmm. And the reason for this is both more surprising, but also simpler than you might think. And in this episode, we're going to dig into exactly what does shape our current reality. And here's a tip. It's not your goals. Hmm. And what we need to focus on in order to start making progress toward that future self that we can picture. This is a really exciting topic. I'm excited to get into this one. (laughs) Me too. So let's start here. According to Aaron Beck, who's one of the creators or often referred to actually as the father of cognitive behavior therapy, this is how it goes. Our behaviors or actions are based on our thoughts. Our thoughts are based on our inputs. And then our inputs revolve mainly around our habits, and those habits are perfectly curated to support our current results, whether that's your body weight, your level of fitness, your job, your relationships, anything like that. But okay, that was probably a little bit confusing. So to be more clear, let me restate it in a way that really suits the purposes of this episode. Our current habits are the perfect blueprint to achieve our current life. So, for instance, Monica, you could actually, in essence, package and sell a Monica instruction manual. (laughs) And you might call it the 100 habits to become me in 30 days. And it would be based on this blueprint that I'm talking about. I don't think anybody would buy that instruction manual. (laughs) But maybe I need a copy of it. (laughs) No, seriously, the first time I heard you say that about the blueprint, it really was a bit of a revelation for me. Because, of course, you're right. Our current reality is in large part the product of our current habits and routines and patterns. Right. And I'm including patterns of both thought and action. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us really have a disconnect about that. So to the extent that we do feel somewhat stuck we're often more inclined to see ourselves as constantly being thwarted by forces outside our control. And to be fair, I mean, those do exist. But we're much less willing to own the fact that we are in large part choosing the status quo. But in truth, those inner forces, which, I mean, the good news is those are within our control, I think they probably account for far more of the disruption than Mm -hmm. those outer things that we're always railing against. Right. But I think it it may also be that so much of our habitual behavior is invisible to us because that's the nature of habits, right? 
Yeah. In the in the weight loss program, we like to say that a habit is just a choice that you're no longer aware of making. Hmm. Because once you've got that well-established habitual response to a given stimuli, you sort of stop seeing that other choices are in fact an option. Hmm. But you know, the unfortunate result of this habit blindness is that we imagine that setting goals will simply lead us to those new behaviors that are going to create those new results. We don't understand that those new behaviors are going to require us to dismantle existing behavior patterns, also known as habits, Hmm. and create new ones to replace them. And I, I know it sounds so obvious when we say it like that, but this is really a big cognitive blind spot. And I think it's one that creates enormous frustration for a lot of people. Yeah. You know what they say, you know, if you continue to do what you're doing, you'll continue to get what you're getting. Exactly. And, you know, that obviousness that you were referring to is the reason that when we first actually started talking about this topic for this episode, I actually referred to it as a back to basics episode. Right. And I was like, no, 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 it's much more important than that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's exactly what I meant by back to basics, because I didn't mean it was back to basics in that it was only for beginners who need to learn this basic skill, but it's back to basics in its fundamentalness. It's Mm -hmm. how fundamentally important it is to all of the work that we do when it comes to behavior change and habit formation. Right. Much of what we do here is rooted in this very skill, which makes it basic, but it also makes it fundamental and so important to return to, at least on occasion. Yeah. You know, when I was in ballet school, we used to, some of the big ballet stars, including Evelyn Hart, for any of you Canadian ballet fans out there, she was the prima ballerina back in in the day, she would come and take class with us sometimes, and we'd just be absolutely tickled and, and terrified at the same time. And the reason that she did that was because she realized that these fundamental skills that us kids were repeating over and over again were the reason that she was a prima ballerina and and stayed injury-free for the most part and was able to perform at the highest level because she returned to those fundamentals on a regular basis. And that's exactly what I mean when we're talking about this subject. Yeah, and I can think of another example just in you know amateur yoga practice that sometimes people who have been practicing for years and they may be used to taking intermediate level or advanced level classes can often get a lot of benefit by returning to those really foundational classes where they just break down a single pose that you might you know do dozens of times a day without even thinking about it, but really slowing down and zeroing in on the mechanics of it and the placement of it and refreshing your memory instead of just kind of going by rote, can be super impactful also for very advanced practitioners. Yeah, so I guess what I should have said is this is a fundamental topic, not a basic topic. Yes. Kind of like like hockey players always practice the fundamentals. Every skill has the fundamentals, so. Right. And we only need to leave the basics if we've gotten too far from them, and that's never helpful. Right. Okay, anyway. (laughs) So, okay, let's move on. So, I mean, let's face it. Most of the habits that we engage in on a daily basis are designed, either on purpose or by accident, to satisfy our current self with little or no regard for our future self, let alone our ideal self. Poor future self. I know. Poor future self really gets... (laughs) The the, short end of the stick. Right. Right. Okay. So 
for some example of what we're talking about here, let's look at three different scenarios for current self versus future self. So current self opens up the fridge to find something delicious to munch on. Now, future self wishes that current self wouldn't eat just because they are bored. Mm. And our second scenario is current self sees that there's some extra money in the checking account Yay! and decides to <laughs> yeah and decides to get a new iPhone, which incidentally is basically the same as the current iPhone, oh. but uh, <laughs> never mind. And then future self wishes the savings account was a little more robust and the credit card balance was a little less robust. Mm-hmm. And then our third scenario is current self hits snooze one more time and then has to rush into work without doing their morning movement routine uh, yet again. <laughs> and future self is stiff and lethargic and still can't imagine going on a hike with their family. So you get the idea. Current self's habits are holding future self in stasis, which means ideal self is totally left to hang. That's a lot of selves. Yes. But actually, I just want to say that current self is not the bad guy, although it kind of sounds like they are. (laughs) Because despite its blind spots and maybe some of the unhelpful behaviors it may choose, current self is also the one that has that vision of a different future. Current self is the one with a goal. And at the end of the day, current self is the only one that we actually have to work with. So some of this involves just recruiting current self into this process of designing new habits. Right. I'm totally on team current self for (laughs) sure, because they're the only one who can save us from this dilemma. Correct. By designing a set of habits that support future self instead of only satisfying itself. Now remember, our current habits, behaviors, and actions are exactly the ones we need to repeat in order to continue to be the same person as we currently are. Right. And without some sort of conscious intervention, those behaviors and actions will be repeated. Right. We are creatures of repetition and comfort. But, okay, to change that, we switch our focus to what we need to do instead. Thinking about what actions will move us toward the person we want to become. We want to focus on how we change our small behaviors or we repeat a different set of habits or, as we say in the Way Less program, we become the type of person who, insert desired outcome here, instead of remaining stuck with our current self. Yeah, and I just want to pause here to underline become. It's not just about being a different person. It's about becoming a different person. Behavior change is almost never a matter of just throwing a switch and voila, I'm a different person. Oh, did you catch that? I spoke a little French there, Brock. Oh, voila. Do do I need to translate Uh, that? Voila. (laughs) No, so it's not just a matter of throwing a switch and being different. It is a process or actually I, I like to refer to it as a practice, an ongoing relationship with a set of tools. These are tools that we work on with our members, and many of which we talk about in this podcast. Yeah, we say so. But, <laughs> but, you know, long before we created the Way Less program, Lo These Seven Years Ago, or even the Change Academy podcast, which I believe is coming up on its third anniversary soon. Wow. Long before any of that happened, I recorded an episode of the Nutrition Diva podcast. And in that, I was offering some advice on how you might go about losing weight 
without dieting. And much of it, as I look back on it now, I realize it centered around exactly what we're talking about today. Yeah. Oh, I remember this one. Do you? So here's what I wrote. I went to look it up. Let's say that you have 10, 20, or maybe even 50 pounds to lose. I want you to forget for a moment how you're going to lose that weight. Instead, I want you to imagine that you've already lost it. And now I want you to think very seriously and specifically about what sort of habits and lifestyle someone who spends their life in that body would have. Hmm. So really focusing not on what it's going to take to get there, but what it's going to take to stay there. So imagine what a typical day would look like. What's on your dinner plate? What's in the kitchen cupboard or in the shopping cart as you go through the checkout line? How are you spending your time after work and on the weekends? What kind of vacations do you take? That's what we want you to start choosing right now. Because the very same things that you'd need to do to maintain that healthy weight or that healthy body are the things that you need to do to get there in the first place. Right. And, you know, listening to Monica say that, you may be actually tempted to look at the people around you and borrow some behaviors or some highly successful habits, mm. as they are mm -hmm. often labeled, from people that you see on the internet or people that you know personally who seem to have it all figured out. But remember, you never know their whole story. You really don't. <laughs> And also, like a good salad dressing or a loaf of bread, as we <laughs> talked about a few episodes ago, the ingredients are important for the final product. But to make a recipe you truly love, you need to make it your own. Like I always say to my fitness clients, if you don't like running, don't run. There are so many ways to increase your cardiovascular capacity. You don't need to choose one that you won't actually do or that you won't actually enjoy. Yeah, mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you really need to choose something that you're going to enjoy and you're going to do. So let's go back to those hypothetical current and future selves from a little while ago, and we'll look at those same three scenarios from before and see if we can align them a little better. So again... Current self approaches the fridge, but takes a moment to reflect on the situation, realizes what they actually need is a break from a computer screen, not a snack. Mm. And then, of course, future self is less tired and less frazzled and is appropriately hungry when dinner time comes around. So that sounds like a great pivot to take that moment to really consider what you're doing. But of course, we are talking about translating these into new habits. So what is the new habit that current self is working on there? Is it the habit of pausing before proceeding? Or is it the habit maybe of just scheduling regular breaks from the computer screen so they don't get so strung out? What What's the habit there? Well, it could really be either, couldn't it? I hadn't thought of the second one about scheduling the, the regular breaks in. Mm. What I was thinking is something that we actually were talking about in, in the Way Less program. We have group coaching sessions that we call office hours. And one of the things that came up in the last office hours was this idea of pause, reflect, act. Mm -hmm. So before you do something, just taking that second, not taking 10 minutes, just taking a second to sort of think about it, to pause and reflect, what am I really doing here? And then take action. And so that's what I had in mind, but certainly could be the other one. You know, I think both of those could contribute to a blueprint for a different set of habits and a different sort of outcome. So absolutely, take your pick. Yeah. Okay, okay, next scenario. So second scenario, current self sees that there's some extra money in the checking account. Yay! And, <laughs> and then goes uh, on to set aside 10% of it 
for their savings. Then future self uses that money to make a major purchase or uses it to enjoy retirement a little bit more. Oh yeah, future self deserves to enjoy retirement. But okay, yes. I'm going to I'm going to nitpick again. So we're going to try to create new habits that form a blueprint for a new outcome. So I would like to suggest that maybe the habit that needs to happen here isn't just seeing that there's some extra money in the checking account and making a different decision. Perhaps the habit is setting aside 10% of that money right away off the top, putting it into savings before you even go looking to see if there's mm. extra in the account. That could be some a habit that could be automated and really routined and could be a very powerful blueprint for a different sort of future. Ah, I like it. Reinagel dialing it up to 11. <laughs> okay, and our final little scenario here is that current self gets up as soon as the alarm goes off and then does a 10-minute full-body warm-up routine while waiting for the coffee to brew. Ah, that sounds great. And that means that future self actually goes on that hiking trip with their family. Right. It starts so small with just a small little change in behavior, but it does go on. There's that compounding interest, right? Right. And we do end up in a, in a slightly or even markedly different future as a result of those small habits. That's a really good point that these can't just be one-offs. Like these have to be, to get that compound interest that Monica's talking about, this has to be repeated. Well, and, and that's repeated. the nature of a habit, And right? repeated. <laughs> yeah. And I'll just offer just a little personal hack. We don't really do hacks in this podcast, but <laughs> in terms of getting up when the alarm goes off and moving right into a movement routine, one of the things that I personally have found to be very helpful with this is when I'm going to bed the night before, I actually visualize that happening. I just kind of review with myself what's going to happen as soon as I get out of bed in the morning. I don't leave anything for, right. for any sort of in-the-moment deliberations. Like, ah, oh, do I feel like doing it? I just go ahead and set that intention before I go to bed, and then I just roll right out in the morning, like pre-programmed. And for whatever reason, that really helps me. Oh, me too. If you open up my phone right now and go to my Reminders app, you'll see not only is today's workout in there, but tomorrow and the next day also have the workouts in there, so I don't have to think about what I'm going to do. I, it's already scheduled and ready to go. Oh, does it actually? Does it just say workout, or does it say what you're going to do during? The no, it says what the workout Ooh, is. Ooh, okay. So, which part of the body? Which specific workout? Yeah. Okay, I haven't gotten to that part, but I'm working towards it. I may have to add that to my blueprint. <laughs> All right, let me let me try to sum up what we've been talking about today in some of our famous takeaways. All right. Number one, our current habits and routines are perfectly calibrated to perpetuate our current reality. Right. It starts out so hopeful, right? Perfectly right. calibrated <laughs> until you realize exactly what it's calibrated to do. So that's really important to realize. Number two, our most habitual behaviors, and again, I'm talking about both thoughts and actions, are often invisible to us. We no longer recognize that other choices are an option. And that really shuts things down when we don't even see that we have other choices that we could be making. Number three, when we're feeling stuck, we often have a tendency to blame outside forces for getting in our way. However, usually it is an inside job. <laughs> the most effective of jobs. <laughs> well, and it's one of those bad news, good news situations, right? Right. Uh, because the inside jobs are the ones that we can actually do something about. And finally, Sometimes we imagine that once we have created the change we want to create, then we will set up new habits to sustain it. 
It actually works exactly the other way around. Creating those new habits is what creates that change. Right. All right. So let's dig into how you can actually use this information in our, again, famously (laughs) famously known as the lab experiment. So as always, the best place to start is to become aware of your current behaviors and your habits and all the things that are driving your current situation. And this, I'm afraid, will require making a list. Oh, we love lists. We do love lists. So first, identify an aspect of your current situation that you'd like to change. Then, on any normal week, not your best week, not your worst week, just a normal one, identify the current behaviors and actions that lead to your current situation. For example, let's say you decided that you want to make your life a little less sedentary. That's the behavior you want to change. You would list everything about your current routine that contributes to being sedentary. For example, you'd look at how you commute to work, how your office is set up and laid out, how you communicate with your coworkers. Do you pick up the phone or text, or do you actually walk over to them? And what do you do on your lunch hour? All of those kinds of things, lay it all out. And you know what? Some people actually find it helpful to carry around a piece of paper or use an app on their mobile device so they can make notes as soon as they notice them. As soon as it pops into their head, they can just write it right down. They notice that behavior that doesn't align with their goal and they jot it down. And then other people like to reflect on their day right before bed or first thing in the morning. But the point is, however you want to do it, however it works best for you, just make sure you capture as many choices, actions, behaviors, habits as you can. And you can call this the blueprint for your current self. There's your user's manual right there. (laughs) Right. And then, of course, using this blueprint as a guide, then you can start mapping out what your future self or your ideal self's blueprint would look like. Yes, I really love this exercise for two reasons. And, And of course, I want to clarify Brock's talking about listing every choice, action, behavior, habit that apply to this one aspect that you're working on. You don't this, Exactly. Yeah, this, don't try to capture them all. Right. One area of the blueprint at a time. But the two things I like about this are that this act of making that list brings that hidden blueprint into your conscious awareness. And suddenly it's not quite as much of a mystery why things seem to remain stuck the way they are. They are literally designed to. Yep. And the second thing I like about this is that instead of just staring at a blank page and trying to imagine how you're going to create this new reality, the blueprint for your current reality gives you a springboard for creating that new blueprint for the desired reality. You can literally just go down the list one by one and create a slightly different habit that moves you in the right direction. Right. You don't have to just pull them out of thin air because that would be really daunting. Yeah. And, and I think this is much more focused and much more effective because you're starting where you are, right? Which is always a good place to start. Yes, because that is where you are. But of course, this isn't just a one and done exercise. You need to keep that new blueprint, those new behaviors close for a while because it takes a little while for those new choices to become routined and habitual, to become your new blueprint for your new current self, which is significantly more like that ideal self that you've been envisioning. So this is our gift to you. It's time to get unstuck. Right. And we'll be back again very soon. So stick around. Take care. 
All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. This has been the Change Academy podcast with Monica Reinagle and Brock Armstrong. <laughs>